0: Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Best on the Board presented by BetMGM here at The Athletic. It is Monday, March 7th. It is college basketball championship week. I am Michael Beller. We are going to walk through... Some of the biggest conference tournaments that are ahead of us this week on this episode. Of course, some tickets already punched to the big dance, and we're going to be uh, celebrating even more of those as, uh, as this week goes on. I think we, we were punching tickets every day except for a couple uh, from today, Monday, all the way through Sunday, which of course is Selection Sunday. Uh, so it's time to get pumped. It's time to get excited. It's time to get ready for the madness that is coming our way over the next month. Joining me on today's episode is Brian Bennett. Brian, what's going on? It's
1: championship week, six days till Selection Sunday, so I'm just floating on a cloud, my man.
0: Floating on a cloud, just like uh, Loyola, just like Longwood, a couple of teams that have made it into the dance. Dancing with us today, also CJ Moore. CJ, what's going on, man? I thought you were just going to forget
2: about me. I thought- <laughs> no
0: way. You guys both get your own proper introduction. We get our <laughs> own time? You'll go. You'll be first tomorrow, CJ, I promise.
2: Yeah, whatever, man. We'll see if I show tomorrow.
0: Oh, man. Is that a threat? I'm just cut you off right now. We just need your Big 12 expertise, and then you're out of here, anyways.
2: <laughs> don't don't listen to anything else this guy has to say.
0: <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, this is uh, this is it's a fun group of tournaments. Uh, you know, obviously that we've got starting uh, today and tomorrow, and then into Wednesday. I mean, uh, so many, so much basketball. Uh, on during the day, which we all love so much. I mean, it's just going to be a really fun couple of days leading up to Selection Sunday. How we're going to do it here on Best on the Board over the next couple of days, we're going to take a look at the bigger conference tournaments. We might have a future here or there in some of the smaller conferences to throw at you, but we're going to focus on the bigger conference tournaments that all tip off either Tuesday or Wednesday. We've got three of those for you today, and then we'll do three more tomorrow. So today, we look at the ACC, the Big 12, And the Big East. And guys, I want to get started in the ACC because this is just a set of odds that you do not see in big conference tournaments. Again, all odds coming to us from our partners at BetMGM. Duke, understandably the favorite. A minus favorite. Duke, minus 130. So right there, right off the bat, no matter how good a team is in a major conference, you just don't see a minus favorite in a conference tournament. But we do in the ACC this year. Duke at minus 130. Then you go all the way down to plus seven hundred to find the next team. That is Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, plus nine hundred. Wake and UNC at plus one thousand. Miami and Virginia fourteen to one to win the ACC tournament. Uh, I mean, Brian, I'm going to start with you here. Like, who who makes a run at Duke in this conference tournament? If anyone does, for you,
1: uh, it's a great question. There's been one good team in this league all year long, and that's Duke. But Duke has been has lost to, to several of these teams uh, as well. So. You know, can we believe in North Carolina after they went into Cameron and spoiled Coach Gay's coordination? I don't know. They've been up and down all year long. Did, did they find a gear there finally? Uh, I'm not sure. They have a, a fairly good path, I think, uh, you know, to the title game. They, they handled Virginia earlier this year. They could play them uh, in, in that in their first game. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Notre Dame, they should match up pretty well with them. Lost up there in top Bend. But, uh, you know, it, it's tough because this league has just been – Let's be let's be frank. After the top couple of teams, it's been pretty much garbage. It's been yeah. really, really bad. Probably the worst ACC of our lifetime, and it's hard for me to bet against Duke, especially coming off a loss. I think they'll be refocused. But if I'm looking for any value here, it might be Miami. Weirdly enough, uh, it's a, you know they're they're at uh, plus fourteen hundred, uh, and they swept Wake Forest, who could they, they could play first uh, earlier this year. They beat Duke at Duke, and they hammered UNC. So. I don't know if they're consistent enough to to make a run, but in a, if I'm not betting Duke, I'm probably going for a, a big time value, and, and Miami would be would be that team for me.
0: Yeah, Miami is on the same side of the bracket as Duke. So if chalk reigns and we're looking at just the top four into the semis, it would be Duke versus Miami on one side, Notre Dame versus North Carolina on the other. CJ, before we got going, before we got recording on this episode, you were talking about uh, North Carolina as a team that could potentially make a run. How much of that has to do with what we just saw from them over the weekend, spoiling that Coach K sendoff and how much is from before and what they've got going into the ACC tournament?
2: Yeah, there's some recency bias there, but I think they've won five straight now. Uh, I've, I've always – like, it depends on what day you watch them, right? But mm-hmm. there's been some days where I've watched Carolina, and I like the talent. And it's just been like, are they ever going to gonna guard? But, hey, they, I guess they guarded well enough the other day. So, um, yeah, I, I think I if, if I were betting this tournament, I'd – probably stay away from duke because you don't win it's on there and mm. I'd, I'd grab carolina and i think i'd grab wake forest like i i really like um what steve forbes has done and like how that roster is put together and um you know not too long ago they played at duke and and lost by two points so have proven that they can play with duke so yeah i, I think i'd take those two teams and throw throw a little money at them and um hope that it's somebody not duke and One of those two teams, I think, would be my my two. I think are the best two, probably in that league, outside of Duke.
0: Yeah, let's stick on Wake Forest for a second because I I agree with you, CJ. I think they're an interesting one. And you know, Brian, you bring up Miami, right? So these two teams, you almost certainly are going to see one another in the quarterfinal round of this tournament. For that not to, you know, Miami's already there. Miami, the top four teams in this uh, conference, get automatically put into the the quarter. So Miami's already there. Wake, to not get there, would have to lose to the Pitt Boston College winner. So let's just safely assume... That that's not going to happen, and we're looking at a Wake Miami quarterfinal matchup. I mean, that as you said, Brian, Miami swept this, but that could be, you know, that's going to be that'll be an interesting one for a tournament for the actual big tournament, um, you know, and and how we go forward with that, and then for setting one of those teams up against Duke in the semifinals. There's there, there's something to be looked at, I think, when these if if these two teams do end up meeting each other in the quarters,
1: and, and probably the two most desperate teams here, other than the you know the teams that have no shot, I had right. both in my first four. Uh, this morning, um, so they're, you know, they're two teams that need to probably win that game to avoid maybe knocking, getting knocked out, so yeah, it'll be really fascinating, uh, you know, maybe is just a bad matchup for them, I don't know, I didn't spend a lot of time analyzing Miami-Wake Forest games this year, to be honest with you, but uh, That's okay. you know, <laughs> this league has, been, has not inspired me to watch a lot of these games, for the most part, but uh, yeah, I don't know, I just I mean, Duke is so much more talented than every mm-hmm. team in this league, except for North Carolina, and again, North Carolina just hasn't Shown any content, you know consistency. Like Cj mentioned they won five in a row, but but you know they should, probably should have lost to Syracuse at home. Just a couple weeks ago, they lost to Pitt at home. So I mean, they're they're capable of throwing a stinker. We haven't mentioned Notre Dame at all. They're the number two yeah. seed uh, in this in this, this tournament, and uh, I don't know. Do you guys think there's any any value here in, in Notre Dame? Uh,
0: plus seven hundred. I mean, it's it's a nice number, right? And like if if you if you buy into the inconsistency of North Carolina. Uh, I, I mean, the Notre Dame will be a comfortable favorite whoever they play in the quarters, uh, most likely Virginia Tech. But, you know, Tech could potentially get upset by the Clemson NC State winner. But, you know, even if you're looking at Virginia Tech, they're a comfortable favorite in that game. Uh, then they draw North Carolina if chalk reigns into the semis. I think that's another game in which they would be favored. And then suddenly you're looking at a seven to one game where if I mean if they end up playing Duke, like they're not gonna be, you know, they're they're not gonna be plus seven hundred on that money line. Uh so I think from just a from a pot odds and and gambling value perspective, I do think that's the way I would go if I were gonna bet on any of these teams as a future. I just really don't see the sense in doing anything other than maybe like uh, letting it, like doubling down on Duke on their money, like game after game after game, because yeah. they're just, as we've said, so much better than the rest of this conference.
2: Would Ver- Notre Dame be favored over Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech's 29 at Kempom. I know Vegas yeah. uses Kempom quite a bit. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure that they'd even be favored in that game. Yeah, and Notre Dame another- actually down Virginia at Tech's 47. Another
1: team. Yeah, Virginia Tech's another team that, you know, if you believe the metrics, that's a team that could make a run as well.
0: It's... I'm- the ACC, man, it's just been a head scratcher <laughs> all year. Right? It's like, yeah.
2: Here's what. Here's what's funny. So I, I tweet out on um, on Saturday that Bill Self has won his twentieth regular season conference title. Right? As a, as a mm-hmm. coach, and I say to put that in perspective, Coach K has won thirteen. And I get all these Duke and ACC fans coming at me, being like, "The Big Twelve is garbage. The ACC is so much better." It's like, not recently. (laughs) Like historically, yeah, the ACC has been pretty good. But Uh have you watched ACC basketball this year? Like, come on, guys. Like, um, it's it it was it was just kind of funny to be like that. That's the this is the time when you're going to pump the ACC. ACC so much better. Like. The metrics don't say that in the last, like, yeah. seven years. So,
0: anyway. Yeah. It's, it's not a personal affront when you're just uh, reporting facts either.
2: Yeah. It, I, I was just like, here's the supposed goat has 13. This dude's got 20. It's pretty impressive that, you know, he's got seven more than the dude who's been coaching since the late <laughs> 70s.
0: Yeah, crazy crazy stuff going on in that conference. Let's talk about that other dude. Let's talk about uh, Bill Self and his conference, the Big 12 tournament uh kicking off on a Wednesday. CJ's going to uh, be attending uh, most of that uh, conference tournament in person, so let's take a look at that one at uh, co-favorites. On top of this one, Baylor and Kansas, they are both plus 210 to win this. Then you got Texas Tech just behind them at plus 350. Texas plus 600, TCU plus 1,800, Iowa State plus 2,500. No real reason to mention any of the other teams. And just a reminder for anyone who was uh, checking into college basketball later, maybe has forgotten, Oklahoma State ineligible for postseason play. So this is just a nine-team tournament in this season. It starts with K-State and West Virginia on Wednesday, and then everyone else in action on Thursday. CJ, we're going to go to you first here. Do you want to make a case for anyone other than Kansas or Baylor?
2: yeah I'd actually I think my pick would be Texas Tech and I, I I like that number there for for the Red Raiders. I think that you know this league just kind of beats up on each other and it's a super you know great defenses up and down the board um outside of like k State and West Virginia, which I don't think we're gonna consider them right So no, I don't think so re- really really good defensive league. And three games in three days, like what are you going to bet on? Probably whoever has the best defense, maybe. So that's Texas Tech. Um, I don't feel strongly about like I think this team's going to win the the conference tournament. So at that number, I think Texas Tech's the one the one I like the most. All
0: right, how about you, Brian? When you look at this conference top to bottom, uh, you know we I feel like we. Well, let me let's start with this, Brian. Any team from a seeding or just getting into the tournament perspective that you think needs a, a win or two here?
1: Well, I think the only team that really you could say is on the bubble is Oklahoma. You know, a team that looked like they ran a while ago, and then looked like they were totally out, and they, they finished pretty well. Uh, you know, one at Kansas State, won their last three, but you know they're just seventeen and fourteen. Uh, they'd probably have to make a little bit of a run here. Get at least to the you know to the semis maybe the title game. I'm not sure they're capable of doing that. But you know my, my biggest my biggest piece of advice for the Big 12 is to listen to C.J. Moore because nobody knows that league uh, better than him. And it's funny though I I did write down Texas Tech as my pick as well. I, I think uh, there's a lot of reasons to like Red Raiders uh, at that value, especially they swept Baylor uh, this yeah. year and won one there in Waco when they were a little short-handed as well. So uh, maybe they have Baylor's number a little bit. Um, Baylor doesn't have a ton to play for. I think they've got a, a one seed, pretty well in hand, uh, you know, unless they lose early. But um, you know, Kansas to me has looked a little shaky here. Uh, mm-hmm. C.J. can probably talk about that. They they they've lost some games. Uh, when they have won, it's been you know right at the buzzer. Uh, they, you know, Texas has played them very well. They could they're going to see Texas or TCU in their first game. Uh, or the semis, I guess, TCU the third time what, 10 days, CJ? And TCU played them extremely well. Those two teams will be completely sick of each other. (laughs) I wouldn't want to referee that game probably. Um, But I think, yeah, Texas Tech with that defense, you know it's going to show up every game. They played Baylor well. Um, To me, that's the only value here.
0: Uh, yeah, so Baylor and Texas Tech are on the same side of the bracket, so that would be, you know, maybe, maybe a, as you said, Brian, a, a matchup that could somehow swing in Texas Tech's favor should they end up meeting one another in the semifinals. Before we move on from this, uh, CJ, let, let, let's actually uh, hammer home a, a finer point on Kansas. Just going into this tournament, right, I mean, they, you know, they, they, uh, they lose the game to TCU last week. That came off of a, a, a 10-point loss to baylor then they rally back beat tcu in a game that yeah maybe shouldn't have been as close as it was a couple of days later at home and then they go to overtime and hold off texas but uh, another just a a really tough slog over these final two weeks of the regular season for kansas they are going to be seated very highly regardless of what happens in this big 12 tournament Uh, if you are a kansas partisan what do you want to see from this team in the big 12 tournament going into the ncaa tournament
2: Ochai Baji playing well again. He, he didn't have a great last week of the season, had his worst game of the year on Saturday. I actually thought going into the Baylor game, Kansas was playing its best basketball of the year. Um, ever since, between Kentucky and Baylor, KU was playing great. Um, and then the Baylor game played pretty well, but just didn't shoot it great. You know, lost, not that surprising. You're at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, then I thought played really, you know, didn't play very well in either of the TCU games. TCU is not a great matchup. For, for Kansas really really big and athletic um at like the the three four spots the five spot um great offensive rebounder there so i I think that if you're looking for a just as a side if you're looking for like a dark horse that with a great number here to to maybe pick TCU might not be a bad Mike miles could get hot who knows um you know I know TCU lost this weekend but uh, maybe that's a you know if you just want to throw a dart, TCU might mm-hmm. not be a bad pick, but yeah, Kansas is, Saturday was basically holy crap. It's senior day. We've won 38 straight senior days. Ochai Baji wanted to have a memorable senior day so bad, and they were just playing with nerves. It was their, th- you know, a lot of people make it was their third day and or third game in whatever eight, Five days. Or Fourth game in eight days, right? Yeah, yeah, fourth g- yeah. Game fourth eight. and eight days. Yep. Fourth and eighth games. Ugh, I can't talk. So. <laughs> Anyway, I, I think it was more Saturday was more about nerves. So I think you want to see Kansas like look good on the offensive end again, and um, that's what maybe should be the Jayhawks' focus this week. But the fact that both Baylor and Kansas don't have great depth, and in a conference tournament where neither of them—I don't know—Brian is is are, so you think Baylor's got the one seed lock, locked up?
1: Well, it's always hard to say locked up. You know, what if they lose the first game and then Kansas wins it? But, I mean, right now they have the best resume in the country just in terms of wins and losses and quad one wins. There's still a possibility that Baylor and Kansas could be one seeds because, you know, I have Auburn on the, as the last number one seed right now, but, mm-hmm. you know, they've looked pretty vulnerable here for, for several weeks. Um, let's say let's say Tennessee wins the SEC tournament and beats Kentucky and, and Auburn. Uh, and that, all of a sudden that kind of knocks maybe Auburn and Kentucky out of contention and maybe opens it up for Kansas. So, you know, maybe you get a Kansas-Baylor title game, Uh, and both are number one. So there's a lot of possibilities here. Um, The committee could see things differently, too. You know, the head Kansas is number one a couple weeks ago. Um, Still a really good resume for Kansas, not not really to complain about there. It's just more of if you're going to match them up with Kentucky, it's kind of hard to put them ahead of Kentucky if all things are fairly equal because they're head-to-head. And then Kentucky has the Auburn head-to-head. So it's it's a big jumble right now. But I think Baylor uh, – the concern with Baylor is just whether the committee feels like they're healthy enough excuses some of their losses to the injuries mm-hmm. um so yeah it's uh nothing's locked up probably outside of gonzaga and arizona but mm-hmm. uh, to me uh, baylor has the best again the best resume in the country right now so uh, i think they feel pretty good and if i'm a big 12 team i really wouldn't mind losing early <laughs> not play another couple big 12 games get beat up sure. rest up for the ncaa tournament Man, what a what an absolute grind this conference is week after week and you know, if these teams are well rested, I, I like a lot of them to to do really well uh, in the NCAA tournament.
2: And that's why yeah. I like Texas Tech. If anybody can handle three straight days of just pounding on each other, yeah. it's the Red Raiders because every one of their practices is probably like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you take a look at those uh, those odds; certainly become attractive at plus three fifty. And I would have to say, like, of the two conferences we've talked about so far, uh, if I was going to be making a bet, that probably looks like the most attractive one that we've gotten to uh, to this point of the show. All right, guys. Big East now up on our docket here. Let's run through the odds really quick, at least for the top teams. Uh, Villanova, not the top seed in the conference. They are, however, the top betting odds team at plus 165. Then you've got UConn at plus 350. You have to go all the way down to plus 500 to find the one seed Providence, the third ranked team in terms of betting odds. And then Marquette. At plus 700, Brian, let's start off with just the fact that we're looking at the one seed with the third best betting odds. Are you in or out on Providence uh, into these March tournaments?
1: Yeah, you're not going to find a one seed more disrespected than Providence, but that's been the story of them all year long, right? I mean, just until a week or two ago, they were like in the 40s in, in Kempom. Despite being, you know, like twenty-three and three or something, so uh, nobody gives any respect to Providence, but uh, you know, it's it's a it's a good team that uh, that wins a heck of a lot of games, and uh, I think it would be a great story if they end up winning this thing uh, and just kind of <laughs> tell all the haters to to suck it. So uh, it uh, it's it's
0: uh, it's pretty fun, but it's not. See, you know, I it's kind of doing the DX chop at, uh, at
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of matches their underdog, you know, their underdog mentality and you know, Cooley's background. It's, it's, it's kind of cool, but. It's hard not to like Villanova here. I mean, just they're they're so veteran and so poised and you know they're gonna be ready and um, obviously they beat Providence both times they played and the two really good games. So I'm, I'm trying to look for value, you know, and Providence might actually be good value. First time you can say it once it's pretty good value. Yeah. Uh, it's not a really hard path for Providence to the title game, uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, so that that is a possibility. Trying to look at some other values. I, I like Seton Hall, you know, coming in on a five-game winning streak. Uh, but I don't know how healthy Kadari Richmond's going to be. He sprained his. looked like he re-sprained his thumb there in that last game, and they say he's going to play, but you just hate to have a, a guard with a sprained thumb on a shooting mm-hmm. hand. It just uh, that's not what you want to see. So, well, what about Marquette at plus seven hundred? Um, you know, maybe they, they, play, they get Creighton first. If Creighton's missing their point guard. They throw that press on. Maybe they maybe they make a a couple upsets, but uh, I'm just looking for ways not to pick Villanova
0: at this point. Plus 165. I mean, it's not those aren't that's not like that's not like a run away from it the way that Duke at minus 130 is. Even if you love Duke, and I think there's plenty of reason to love Duke in the ACC tournament, like minus 130. It's just it's a prohibitive cost plus 165. I mean sure you maybe would like to see that a little bit higher maybe more along the lines of Kansas and Baylor at plus 210 but plus 165 is I think that's a totally fine price if you really like Villanova head and shoulders above the rest of this conference. Where do you sit at CJ?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't mind taking Nova there I, I, I think if I'm if I'm betting this one maybe I, I go with Connecticut I, I think yeah
0: hell yeah you can go with Connecticut.
2: Yeah I think I like Connecticut's talent about as well as anybody in that league. If you look at um, – let's let's do some John Gasaway old-school Tuesday truce yep. um, and, and look at this league. It would be Connecticut that would be second in that scenario as far as efficiency margins in, in league play um, behind Villanova and ahead of Providence. So, um, you know, I, I think Connecticut probably – the record should probably be better – a little bit better than it is based on um, that – and I mean the record's not bad. So um, mm-hmm. and c- coming in here having won six of the last seven, um, as, as long as do, does I'm not looking at a bracket. Does does UConn kind of have to play Creighton at all?
0: Uh, it would be the championship.
2: All right, they're good. They're good then because they can't <laughs> beat Creighton. Yeah. But uh, as long as they can avoid Creighton, yeah, I I, I think I like the the Huskies here.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Nova, UConn are on a collision course for the semifinals. Providence, Creighton, and Marquette are on the other side of the bracket. So you're looking at, you know, Providence versus Creighton and Marquette. Nova versus UConn if uh, if all the seeds end up uh, holding as the semifinals. So what, U, what was UConn's number again? Plus 350? That's not a bad number. I mean, I think it's like, I mean, you said it, Brian. It's just, it's. It's crazy to see Providence at five hundred when, like, (laughs) I mean, let's like, like, let's be honest. Look at their, yeah, they won the league, and like, I mean there's always going to be a uh, uh, fortunate teams that are good teams that end up getting, you know, one or two bounces or seven or eight bounces that go their way. And maybe their true talent is more of a 20 win team, but because of those bounces, they end up being a 25 win team. That's just always, that's, a, that's just a, a fact of college basketball life. And so maybe Providence, maybe Wisconsin are teams like that this season, but you still don't get to that point without being a good team, without being a quality team. And you talk, I mean, They're going to beat the Xavier Butler winner in the first round in their first matchup, right? I mean, that's their quarterfinal matchup. So now you're you basically are gifted into the semis, and you got a plus five hundred on a team that won the league. Like that's, I know that everyone's ready to fade them. They are going to be the most aggressively faded team (laughs) uh, on Selection Sunday. But plus five hundred, it's it's a hard number to turn away. I'm not necessarily making that bet myself. I have no problem with someone making that bet.
1: That could be a good good hedge possibility too. I think if you like someone on the second half, mm-hmm. of the other side of the bracket, and then put a little bit of money on Providence because, like you said, I think fairly good chance they get um, they get to the title game with that draw. Um, Marquette, you know, I kind of mentioned him as a bomber, but they they've kind of faded here a little bit here late in the season. Mm-hmm. Creighton obviously lost their point guard; has been very inconsistent, especially away from home. So uh, I would like Providence to definitely to win those first. Teams. If they play Xavier, boy, Xavier is just. Barely keeping it together, so Xavier yeah. will be desperate. I mean, they will yeah. maybe need the win to stay in the tournament. But uh, yeah, I think I think you could maybe do a nice hedge if you liked Villanova or Connecticut or even Seton Hall or something, and then hedge with Providence on the other side.
0: Yeah, let's actually wrap up on that point that you just put there, uh, Brian. Uh, who, who in this conference is playing for other than teams that are you know desperate and need the AQ? Who in this conference is playing for the most with respect to their tournament seeding this week?
1: Yeah, I just in terms of getting in it's it's probably Xavier I, th- I think they're fine uh, but if they lose you know if they lose to Butler in that first game all of a sudden things are get pretty dicey pretty quick and I think I think Creighton's probably safe um, and the fact that they play Marquette in the first game I don't think that's gonna hurt them so mm-hmm. they're they'll probably fine all well, time I've got them on the 11 line and, and anytime you're there you just never know if there's a bunch of bid thieves but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case this year. Uh, and then I think it's, you know, as far as Villanova and Providence is for, for good seeds. You know, if Providence can win this thing, they've got a good, maybe great argument for a three seed and a decent argument for a two seed. And Villanova, I have as a two seed right now, you know, if they if they get to the title game, they have a good chance of holding on to that and going to Philadelphia for their region, which I know is something they really want to do. And why wouldn't you to basically play mm-hmm. in your home court or your home away from home court? So those are the, probably the, the two big ones. And, and then maybe UConn getting up a little bit higher i've got them on the five line i don't see them getting much higher than that but you never know
0: all right well it's going to be a fun week for sure and hey it's already started right we've got as i said at the top of the show we've already got some teams into the dance we've got two more championships tonight on monday the socon and the sun belt brian back uh, last week calling georgia state so maybe georgia state can uh, come through for you there win that conference tournament later tonight so well uh, it's just Going to be a great week uh, here on uh, college basketball and on best on the board. That gives us the ACC, the Big 12, and the Big East. Tomorrow we hit up the Big 10, the Pac-12, the SEC. We'll talk some Mountain West also and maybe be able to sprinkle in some of the smaller conference attorneys. Until then, thanks so much for listening. For CJ, for Brian, I am Michael Beller. If you've got anything going tonight, we say good luck. We say happy betting, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya.